Hey, listeners, before we get started, if you're enjoying these episodes, you can actually check them out on YouTube in full video. You can just search Honest Ecommerce and you'll get pulled right to our channel. Make sure you subscribe and ring the bell for all the updates. Everybody likes to bet on themselves. The confident people who, who have good ideas, they like to bet on themselves. And there's no bigger bet you can place than, than to go start a company. Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to another episode of Honesty Commerce, everybody. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, we're welcoming to the show potentially one of the bigger uh, names that we've had. But I'm not going to tell you who just yet. I will introduce him, though. John Sheldon, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me on the show, Chase. Alrighty. So you are... Uh, I'm not going to do the position just yet either, though. But you've got a pretty cool job these days, right? But take me back in time. How did you kind of end up... Uh, in in this position, kind of in the C-suite at uh, a, a very well-known um, direct consumer brand. That's what I'll give. Thanks. Yeah, I have been working in and around the e-commerce space uh, since the internet was made of wood. Uh, I mean, it's it's a uh, about 27 years now. I've been working um, in digital businesses and and specifically e-commerce. Started my career, um, you know, really, uh, you know, on the consulting side, really helping businesses recognize the dawn of of this new of this new era and helping consulting while we all learned together you know what this was going to mean for for them and their business and then I shifted my career uh, after uh, that consulting including a, a business that that I uh, uh, helped found uh, in Boston and then you know shifted my career after that into the agency side and and so was really learning more of the broader marketing implications for operating, um, you know, with consumers directly through this uh, through this internet thing, uh, and then you know, through through a bunch of relationships, I got pulled basically onto the client side, and I spent some time starting at eBay um, uh, when they bought a company that I had just started at. Uh, I was there for eleven days, and then eBay bought GSI, and so you know, when that occurred, it, it gave me a real opportunity to. You know, learn e-commerce from the inside, and 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 that the group I was in inside of eBay, we ran uh, performance marketing for about 120 retailers, and so it was a really great experience. Uh, I went from there to Mastercard, where I had responsibility for the global innovation pipeline there, uh, working underneath the chief innovation officer um, in Mastercard Labs, which is one of the better run uh, innovation uh, programs inside of a Fortune 500 company in in the world. It's a great program that they have. But really, I was a marketer heart, and so uh, I, you know, I I wanted to step back into the world of marketing, and so that's when I uh, the, the folks at Smile Direct Club, you know, found me and uh, and asked me to come in, and I started as the chief digital officer, but moved over pretty quickly into a chief marketing officer role, and uh, it's been a great ride. I've been with the company for for four years. Uh, the whole company is only really uh, seven and a half years old, and that's. Seven and a half years since somebody sent an email that said, "Hey, do you think anybody would do this?" Um, you know what's great about about uh, you know working at a company so so young but with such high scale is is you're just spending so much time 
you know, learning about the business and you know, pivoting um, and uh, really just trying to take advantage of the latest set of insights that you have about consumers and, and how the business works. Absolutely. You know, what's really funny is if uh, anyone was familiar with the tagline or like an actual uh, customer, I'm a customer, actually, um, you would have figured it out by seeing your background uh, (laughs) on the video. But for (laughs) the listeners, maybe you check out the YouTube channel sometime. Um, I do have a question, though, about your history. And I think that a lot of uh, people that work in the e-commerce industry, there's always this pool to go to like one side or the other. Like the grass is always greener. Like if you're on agency side, going to a client, it's always better. And then client going back to the agency, it's always better. So what's your take on that for people that like kind of just exist in the ecosystem like you and I do? My experience and, uh, you know, obviously take it for the, you know, know, Q of one is, uh, is um, more people want to try to get from the agency environment into the into the under roof environment uh, on the on, on the client side, then then going the other way back. I think, particularly if you're working in D to C, there's an element of ownership and an element of uh, impacting the business and literally di- turning some dials and levers on you know in the morning and seeing the numbers run up in the afternoon um, and, and the feeling of ownership that comes with that 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 becomes a little bit addicting, right? And yeah. and I think uh, for me. Uh, that's how I think about it. The agency side is really valuable for people to help them get scale. They have tremendous amount of knowledge, uh, you know, on the agency side. It's a great way to learn businesses. I mean, learn what kinds of businesses work for you. Um, I, again, as a person who spends a ton of time on the on the agency side, um, you know, I really I really loved working on different clients' businesses because it stretched your mind in so many different ways. Um, you know, at one level, you could think of, you know, a year at an agency is potentially two or three on, on, on the client side because you're getting exposure to, to multiple clients and their different models. Yeah, that's the one of the things that I always talk about is just our learning curve is so much faster at the shop. Like I'm, you know, we're dealing with about a dozen clients at a time, and that's a dozen more problems every day and solutions that we have to creatively solve for. So it, it's definitely a masterclass in kind of e-commerce education on that side of things, but. I think that you are right. A lot of times people do like to go not necessarily up market, but like to focus on one problem to see how how well they can solve that kind of. So I think that uh you know, working for an agency almost as like an e-commerce college as you will. Only thing that I'd say is better than that would be starting your own business. Yeah, it's listen being an entrepreneur is a uh, a great a great uh uh, way to learn a lot about yourself, and uh, and obviously everybody likes to bet on themselves. You conf- confident people who who have good ideas, they like to bet on themselves. And there's no bigger bet you can place than than to go start a company. Absolutely, and it's even if you even if it doesn't work out, just what you learn doing the thing is is invaluable. I would say uh, it, it's definitely get out there and do it if you've got that itch in your heart and you want to be an entrepreneur. I, I just love entrepreneurship. That's kind of the root of where this podcast even came from was just learning stuff from other smart people. And hopefully someone listening finally make, makes that leap of faith in themselves and goes out and does something cool. And maybe we'll have them on the podcast in another year. Absolutely. And, and the good news is there's never been more tools available to you to be able to go do that as easily. I mean, when I started doing this stuff, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I mean, what, what you had to, the lift that you had to put in place just to get to sell your first unit of something um, oh, yeah. is, you know, nothing compared to, you could stand up a Shopify you know, site in a, in a day or two and, uh, and, be, and be selling out of that. I mean, so it's a completely different world. How far along was Smile Direct when you kind of joined the team? 
So the company had really been selling product for a little over two years when I when I joined, and I, I love the stage that the company was at when when they they you know asked me to come aboard because you know there's the founders and and the um, uh, the early management team were so awesome at being scrappy and testing and learning and being super agile. But the things that you have to do to be that agile is a lot of chewing gum and bailing wire, right? And so eventually, as you scaled, and this business scaled really rapidly, I mean, you know, as they got into the nine-figure revenue piece, all that chewing gum and bailing wire started, you know, started, uh, you know, getting loose and coming apart. And so what they asked me to come aboard and help them do is try to maintain the agility that the business had always had, but really work to replace and, and you know the underlying people, process, and 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 technology, particularly around marketing, obviously in my role, but, but, you know, help the business to, to get to the next level and, and, you know, build out the size team that we need to, to manage the budgets that we do and, and to, you know, the size of revenue that we've, that we've grown to. Absolutely. I, I, it's, it's funny that you say that being held together by chewing gum and entwine. It's, it's the story that you hear from any of those startups that, that really hit the nail on the head. And I know that one thing uh, that like helped you guys was, well, it didn't help, but the pandemic happened, and you guys were in a unique situation to kind of almost capitalize on on that. So, could you speak to that a bit more? Sure, so it's a bit of a good news, bad news thing with with yeah. with, with the with the pandemic. Um, you know, uh, bad news first is is you know we had four hundred shops where people got started in their in their relationship with us. Everybody starts online, but then ninety percent of customers were were going into one of our stores to get a scan. We had to shut those down overnight. And so the kit business, the impression kit, where you can you know do the three D impression of your of your teeth, um, you know it was really it, the business started with that. Um, it was it kind of had got shrunk that part of it had shrunk down to about ten percent of our business when the pandemic hit, and basically overnight had to become a hundred percent of the business. Mm -hmm. And so you know a little bit of headwinds you know as it relates to that. Um, and I would say secondarily, um, as a business that's really focused on. Uh, affordability is a big part of of our value proposition. Um, you know, the very people who you know were our core customers are our core customers because of that affordability profit uh, uh, proposition. Um, they've been they've been struggling in this in this uh, in this pandemic time. Now, flip side is a couple of other things you know have helped us become tailwinds for the business. Number one is obviously the huge. Um, uh, tailwind that telehealth has had. I mean, we've leapt forward 10 years in two on telehealth uh, during the pandemic. And so being the you know largest dental telehealth provider, um, it just has benefited our business uh, phenomenally that way. And then lastly, in a world where it's all this Zoom glow up stuff, I mean, everybody's staring at themselves on, on Zoom now. Um, you know, we've had we've had a lot of that. Uh, you know, people desire desire to straighten their teeth because they're looking at themselves on camera all day long. I saw some studies like fifty two percent of the time you're on a Zoom, you're looking at yourself or something like that. I mean, uh, you know, I think it's one of those uh, uh, statistics that's overlooked. But but you know, and you're judging yourself and what dermatology and there are like Zoom facelifts for the camera angle. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on, and 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 we we've been a part of that. Um, as well in the pandemic, so that's helped. That's helped kind of balance out, uh, you know, some of the headwinds that that we've seen as a result of the uncertainty and the inflationary period that we're in right now. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, maybe Electric Eye can help. Our team has helped our clients generate millions of dollars in additional revenue through our unique brand scaling framework. 
You can learn more about our agency at electriceye.io. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Y-E dot I-O. Mesa is the all-in-one answer for automating the everyday challenges of running a Shopify store. With automation, you can focus on the bigger picture, knowing that everything is still getting done reliably and efficiently. Join successful brands like Mudwater, Chubbies, and Golden that learned how to use clever workflows to get more done without more overhead. Whether you need order details in Google Sheets, products added in Etsy, or customer information updated in your CRM, Mesa connects your data where it's needed most. To put it quite simply, Mesa is a better way to work. Browse pre-made templates for Shopify's most popular apps to get your first automation up and running in minutes. Search for Mesa, that's M-E-S-A, in the Shopify App Store and download the app today. Our partner Rewind can protect your e-commerce store by automatically backing up your business-critical data. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Trusted by over 100,000 businesses, from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like Nix, Paul Mitchell, and Pampers. Best of all, visit rewind.com slash honest e-commerce to get your first month absolutely free. That's rewind.com slash honest e-commerce. Getting an online business off the ground isn't easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Klaviyo is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up your free Klaviyo account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at klaviyo.com honest. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. You know, it's funny. Uh, I have trained myself to pay very good attention to my guests on the show. So I don't, I don't look at myself much in the camera anymore. But you are right. There is a whole method to the madness behind my lighting setup and my camera choices for the show. Because I'm, you know, I'm on here recording a couple times a week to make sure... Uh, that I'm presenting my best self to the world, and at one point, one of that one of those choices I made was to make my teeth look a little bit better, mostly for me, but hopefully uh, the the watchers out there on the internet calling people watchers is funny, but uh, <laughs> out there on YouTube enjoy it as well. I don't know, um, but no, th- th- it's a interesting uh, kind of just the COVID in general and how it affected businesses of all shapes and sizes was like super interesting. But you guys did. Uh, kind of come out ahead there, so that's that's a great way to kind of pivot on on the fly. Luckily, as a old customer, I know that's how you used to do it back in the way. So at least you still kind of had that process in the in the playbook to kind of execute on when you needed to. We did, and actually, what's interesting um, since the pandemic, right? We, you know, we've reopened about 120 shops. I don't think we're ever going to get back to that 400 level. We've we, we probably overexpanded a little bit, and so we used the pandemic as an opportunity for us to evaluate, you know, just how many shops are truly incremental in our in our business. Um, you know, so so that was that was a good a good part of it. But but interestingly, um, you know, our business is is now now balanced about 50-50. So ha- about half of people are starting with the impression kit and the other half are 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 going into the shop. So um, that that's that that's that tailwind that telehealth has had and it's just given people so much greater comfort with uh with starting uh starting treatment at home. It's always got to find 
And on, under all circumstances, you're going to have a doctor behind your treatment. Um, but uh, whether you start in the shop or, or start from home, but uh, you know, people are just more confident and comfortable with it uh, from home today than they ever have been. Absolutely. And that kind of leads into the next question here. Now, with your Smile Direct Club e-commerce customers, uh, how are you seeing like kind of their demands changing? And how is that, you know, how do you see that shifting in the future? Probably the biggest thing that I would talk about is how we've expanded what we offer. Right. And so the relationship with us now is deeper. Um, you know, when I got to the company, you know, four years ago, I said, so you know, when people like Chase finish up after, you know, they pull off that last aligner and we've straightened their teeth and it's this amazing brand hooray moment. What what happens next? And they're like, wait, we have goodbye and you know, say congratulations. I was like, no, as a yeah. lifetime value marketer that broke my heart. And so I was so glad when, when we had plans to really expand with our oral care line. And so uh, about two years ago and change, um, you know, we launched our oral care line uh, in in retail and online and e-commerce, you know, for our business. So, you know, kind of our Amazon store, our, our own Shopify store um, with that oral care product, but as well as you can get it in 13,000 locations in the U.S. and Canada. And for us, that's the whitening products. We have some teeth cleaning products and, and, and general oral health uh, products as well, including a, a water flosser. And so, you know, now... Uh, the relationship with customers is different because in many cases, e- even before they've straightened their teeth, they pr- they may have whitened their teeth with us. In fact, consumers that whiten their teeth are twice as likely to straighten their teeth. Um, but also at the at the end, when we move from from straightening to kind of the retainer mode, um, you know, we have uh, other elements that we can kind of uh, throw in the sh- in the basket, if you will, for them, including that you know great whitening product that show off your new straight teeth, or or you know just the general oral care to kind of maintain uh, the health of your smile. Yeah. And so we've got we're kind of hitting people on both ends of the teeth straightening uh, experience with uh, with a much longer lifetime value. Absolutely, and I know that. Uh having those extra products, increasing that lifetime value is just something that anyone that's starting a business needs to think about. And you know, definitely keep it lean at the beginning with like an MVP and bring that to the market. But once you once you know that it works, you need to come up with other offers to keep it going. Because if you're if it's just one and done, then you're constantly acquiring new customers, which is very expensive. No question. Now it's it's one thing when you've got a a two thousand dollar product to offer, and so you have you have a little bit of elbow room on your on your CAC. But but you know it's more challenging if you're just if we were just talking about you know thirty five dollars for the whitening, it would be a completely different world. Now, um, for most marketers out there, uh, you know, Facebook, Google, iOS fourteen, all that stuff has been a fun thing to navigate. Uh, how has that impacted kind of how you guys see things over there at Smile Direct Club from more of a marketing perspective? Yeah, uh, it, it really did impact our business. In fact, I think we are one of the, if not the first company, public company that started talking about the direct impacts of iOS 14.5 on on our revenue. Uh, and our and so it, it hurt us, right? I mean, we built our business in you know at the beginning you know, on the back of paid social and specifically on the back of Facebook. And I think they took it hardest on the chin. I think that's well documented. And uh, you know, the good news for us is we had already been planning for how to mitigate the risks associated with um, being so focused on, on on paid social and specifically on Facebook. We had actually done mm-hmm. a wargaming exercise that said, you know, what happens if Facebook goes away? Where what would you do? And so we kind of had that playbook already at hand that allowed us uh, to to start to to 
go through that exercise in real life as as the uh, performance impacts we saw from iOS 14.5 you know, really started to hit our business uh, in meaningful ways. Now, we, we took a dip as a result of it, but, but I think we came out of it and actually I just was in a meeting this morning where you know Facebook is we're at better performance now than we were pre fourteen five. So you know we we've we found our way through it and around it and um, but it, you know it took us a year to to really you know get our sea legs again and and be able to take full advantage of of what the Facebook environment um, can provide. And you know and we're spending money instead. We're we're doing things on TikTok, which is a big part of where our customer is. Right, eighteen to thirty five year old women. TikTok is a very popular place for them and. And we're doing lots of other things as well. You've probably seen us on TV and, and, and many other places. Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, diversifying your marketing channels is definitely um, a step that most brands need to take. Uh, and, and I've seen it happen many times. And then maybe not at the scale uh, as, as you guys ran into with your spends on, on that particular channel. But a lot of people would tie their growth for their business to one key incentive. And, and I think your idea of like running that war games type situation of what happens when this goes away, uh, you, you should have those conversations sooner rather than later. Yeah, no, no doubt. And that obviously the, the the flip side challenge to that is, um, you know, every new channel that you add is a new set of measurement. It's a new set of, of operational care and feeding that you have to do to, 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 to keep that thing going. And obviously then you're going to start to think about how do I allocate my dollars between these channels and how, you know, is this apples to apples? And if you're using pixel measurement by way of example, it might both be claiming, you know, credit for, for sales. And so what are your ways of, of, of navigating through the complexities of, of that measurement? Absolutely. Attribution is just a whole other interesting thing, which we would have probably have to have a whole other episode about that. Um, but some of it is is uh, going with the truth of what they of what the metrics say. And some of it's kind of you just take it on the chin because none of it is ever as accurate as, as you really want it, which is the unfortunate truth. Yeah, I, you know, we, I, I won't get too deep on it. But you know, we've spent most of my time at, at SDC, um, you know, really coming up with and managing to uh, a system that we feel confident in. Yeah. And it's taken it's taken us, you know, some time to kind of just get to a place where we know I can look at this number and trust it. Um, and, and and that's how and that's how we're going to operate. And, and, you know, we've just done a lot of investment in the analytics side to kind of get to that place. Absolutely. I hope that a lot of people out there listening to this like understand that it's like you just have to trust the number at a certain point and move on with your day and start marketing. Uh, it, it's just you got to get you got to get the stuff out there. You got to get data back and you got to iterate upon it. No doubt. Awesome, John. Now, is there anything that I forgot to ask you about today that you think would resonate with our audience? Yeah, I mean, I think you know the one thing uh, I know you have a lot of early stage uh, you know businesses that are out there, and you know we started as a disruptor in the space. No, nobody had kind of gone into the orthodontic you know brand space uh, before, and certainly not in the D 2 C side. And you know we're making a big transition from being a disruptor into being a, a true, genuine challenger brand. And you know I think uh, for me that's been a really fun uh, exercise for our business because you know Invisalign is a, our, our competitor and and they're kind of the Kleenex brand in Teach Trade. There, there is no other brand to talk about really. Yeah. And so um, you know when you when you think about them, you know what we've done is you know we've actually gone out and and started you know creating equivalencies between you know our outcomes and theirs and our brand and theirs and 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 showing the differences to, to the consumers about you know what's like when you own a vertically integrated stack versus the way they have to sell through channel, which is why 
we can do it for 60% less. And so, um, you know, just showcasing that and being unafraid to be a challenger brand and, and to really put yourself up against a, an, an industry leader and a, and a brand leader um, is a, is a, it's both a fun challenge as a, as a marketer, but also uh, it can be, you know, importantly brand building. You have to be careful in how you do it, by the way. If you do it the wrong way, you'll end up building their brand more than your own. But yeah. uh, but you, you know that's something you have to kind of w- work through the steps of it. Just just how far down the challenger uh, uh, path are you really going to go? You've seen all these Netflix shows about the failures that have happened. Uh, I want to see one with some of the winners come out because that the nerd in me loves a loves a, a story like that. So hopefully one of these days we'll see something come out of it. Uh, John, yeah, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show and, and sharing with us. You got any parting words for the audience? Yeah, I mean, I, I would just back up what you said, which is if you've got if you've got a passion for something that you think you want to get out there and 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 sell, and you think you can you know, bring something unique in terms of the content and the way you present it, I, I'd strongly urge you to to go ahead and do that, and it's, it's it's very fulfilling. Absolutely, thank you so much for coming on today, John. All right, Chase, thanks a ton. Cheers. All right, I can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own business. You can find all the links in the show notes. Make sure you head over to honestecommerce.co to check out all of the other amazing content that we have. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review. And obviously, if you're thinking about growing your business, check out our agency at electriceye.io. Until next time.